Awaking from a coma to find a love interest and artificial heart. What could possibly go wrong in King Kong Lives? Nothing much, nothing much with a artificial heart and uh, Lady Kong love interest. Oh yeah, oh, I, yeah. I like me some Lady Kong. I I, I started calling her She Kong. <laughs> I figured you like some Lady Kong. Alex. Oh yeah, oh yeah. What's not to <laughs> <Welcome> love? Back. <laughs> What's not to love? What's not to love? <laughs> Welcome back to the Monsters vs. Men podcast, the bargain basement of the Monster Podcast, the Airways. This week, as we try to stay alive, we're discussing King Kong Lives and Lady Kong. Mm-hmm. A lot of Lady <laughs> I'm Kong. I'm Eric. And I'm Alex. And Lady Kong is not currently with us, unfortunately. No. No. She's on some remote island uh, paid yeah. by some mysterious funds uh, with her small little child. We try to get her as a guest, though, on one of these episodes. That'd be great. Yeah, that's a good idea. Yeah. All right. So, Alex, to start us off, why don't we start with one of our patron Ask Us Anythings. Uh, mm. We've got three. Uh, slowly but surely, we're building these back up. We've got three. Do you have uh, a number between one and three that you want to choose? Three. Okay. <laughs> three comes from Michael Hamilton. H- Hamilton. <laughs> Hamilton? <laughs> Hamilton. We'll call him Hamilton. <laughs> Michael Hamilton says (laughs) when are you guys going to finally review Fireproof on the podcast Uh, (laughs) (laughs) now Eric I haven't seen it does it have a monster in it (laughs) Uh, yes it does have a monster and and the monster is a man's heart oh Mm. wow Mm. okay yeah well, yeah. we'll have to get to that one soon. Maybe that'll be our next series. <laughs> well, I'll tell you, Michael Hamilton, the, um, <laughs> it will only come after we review Facing the Giants. Because um, I just view <laughs> Fireproof as a spiritual sequel mm. to uh, Facing the Giants. Uh, and I don't think we could do Fireproof justice unless we had seen Facing the Giants first. So, right, right. Uh, I mean... It is a monster series, for sure. Um, I just don't know if if we'll get to it soon. Um, maybe maybe down the road, I'm going to punt that one off, and yeah. maybe down the road we'll revisit it. Yeah, here's hoping we can get to it. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure. <laughs> someday. Yeah, yeah. After Rocky Four, Alex can do it. Mm-hmm. That's the that's the dream. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, speaking of dreams, Alex, maybe this film was a bit of a fever dream. (laughs) (laughs) That might be a good way to describe it. But do you want to jump on in to the film? I'll get us started. Yeah, yeah. Ten years after his remade King Kong, John Gillerman returns for King Kong Lives, which provides us a new story to the King Kong franchise. Now, Alex, did this new story have you transfixed, or was your reaction a bit more mixed? Ooh. You know, honestly, I think it's actually equal parts both. Like, while I am mixed on 
aspects of the film, many aspects of the film. It did keep my attention most of the way through. This film does have a few pacing issues. Uh, but I am a bit torn on this one. Like On one hand, I really like the ideas that are in the film. In terms of like how the story goes along. This film has nothing meaningful to say as far as I can tell. Mm-hmm. But in terms of the ideas of the narrative, I actually like most of them. Um, and I, I, just, I don't think they're that bad. But the execution leaves a little room to be desired. <laughs> mm. um, one of the things that really threw me off was the Kong slash She Kong romance. Uh, <laughs> like I didn't expect flirtation sequences between the two. Uh, mm. That the, they feel completely absurd. Like Kong at one point puts his arm around her while she's trying to tend to his wound, and it's implied that he grabs her butt. And then he gets reprimanded. <laughs> and it's like actually pretty funny, but completely out of place. <laughs> and yeah. that's how a lot of the scenes in this film feel. Uh, I don't think the tone is communicated effectively enough to where I even know if this is a comedy. Is this like, like mm. is it supposed to be funny? Because I'm laughing a lot. <laughs> and it feels like yeah. certain spots I'm supposed to. But. I don't know if it's because of the rest of the series or the way it's handled in this film, but I'm not ready to laugh when Kong storms into the barn or into the hangar and has that rom-com music uh, hilariously playing when he sees She-Kong for the first time. And it's just got that sweeping romantic music playing. yeah. Classic. (laughs) And I thought it was hilarious, but it's like, is it? Like, is it supposed to be? It's not... Yeah, and then you just mix that with the brutality of some parts, and you're like, "What is going on?" Yeah, honestly, it's so absurd at times that it's kind of hard for me to completely dislike this film. Well, that's okay because I think I did pretty much dislike this film, (laughs) to be honest, Alex. (laughs) And and to me, you you like to say a film has pacing issues, but. I will just say it. I think this film is pretty boring, Ooh. right? Uh, I just wasn't engaged by the stories, the characters, the effects, the themes. And when nothing engages me, we have an issue. Because usually I find something to hook me in, right? And there are individual moments that are standouts uh, that I'm sure we'll talk about. But this film to me is a perfect example of a film. And you mentioned it, Alex. It doesn't quite know what it wants to be. Is it a satire? Is it a drama? Individual moments work, but the transition between the campy and the serious ultimately remove any meaning from the film. Did you see any of these weaknesses? Uh, yeah. I mean, it does have some weaknesses, and there's no doubt about it. Uh, other than some of the narrative choices, which I've kind of mentioned, like pacing, and it's really the characters that are really maybe one of the biggest weaknesses for me. Uh, I actually kind of enjoyed Hank and Amy well enough, but to call their characters even consistent throughout the film uh, would be a bit of a stretch. And Mm -hmm. Hank in particular is odd because initially he seems like he really doesn't care about Shi Kong. He initially just sees her as a means to an end to get rich. But then like really fast, he cares about her. And it's almost in a way that makes you wonder, like, did he did he care more about her at the beginning of the film? No, he didn't. I don't know no. what happened to make him care all of a sudden. <laughs> but he does. 
<laughs> and Amy, on the other hand, is like a really she's actually a really strong character overall. Like, I think she's a really strong character, and I really like the scenes that she's in when they're putting the heart in the Kong. That whole sequence is actually really great, by the way. It's probably like yeah. the best part of the movie. <laughs> um, but as soon as she has that sexual relationship with Hank, that is really, it's, it's pretty unearned and sudden. It, and if it was just, like, the sex, and then they were done, like, and there was no romance afterwards, I think it would have been better. But since it's like this all of a sudden, like really like whirlwind romance between the two afterwards, I feel like it almost pulls her character back a little bit. Like she's not quite as strong after that moment. And it's just a really weird decision to me to have her start off so strong. And then everyone else is two dimensional. I mean, (laughs) there's not three dimensional characters really in this movie i would say Mm -hmm. at all Mm -hmm. but i will say i had a good time with the commander because he's completely preposterous his lines are over the top every time and he has like these such stupid rigid stances on everything that i I enjoyed him because he just kind of serves to push the plot forward but i'm laughing Mm -hmm. every time like like the he's such he's such a pos like yeah. Plus, plus, he also has the most absurd death where he is literally ground into the dirt. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. No, I, oh man. Yeah, the colonel or the general, whatever he is. I don't is, know what it, he is. Yeah. He's kind of a problem. He's, it, to me, honestly, he has no r- real motivation to be that upset by Kong. <laughs> I agree. Right? Yeah. Kong honestly does nothing wrong in this film, really. Like, Kong defends himself a couple of times, but he really doesn't do much wrong. Um, You're right, though, about Hank and Amy or Mitchell and Dr. Franklin, as the film refers to them. You know, Mitchell does nothing for us to like him for like the first 30 minutes of the film. Right. Like he's a jerk, really. And then the film attempts to make him a sympathetic character. And I just don't understand. (laughs) And yes, I mean, that romance is completely unearned. Two of my least favorite scenes in this movie are from those two or between those two. You know, the first is the bridge scene, um, which is just a complete waste of time um, where they're crossing the bridge and Dr. Franklin slips. I know it's trying to sell her dedication to the heart monitor and to Kong, but it it does it in such a contrived way. It just feels so inauthentic. And then, of course, is the sleeping bag glove scene, which is just so cringy. I mean, when Dr. Franklin says, is what primates do? I mean, come on, barf. (laughs) I think it's a great line. It's wonderful. Oh, yeah. Fantastic. And Yeah, there are some pieces I'll I'll, show some love to in a moment. But let's talk about the special effects, too, for a second. I don't think they're pretty really great at all either um there's more miniature work in this film than any of the other american produced kong films that we've seen but the miniatures they just don't compare to the toho films that we've become accustomed to the scaling to me is noticeably Mm. off and it takes me out of it immediately also the kongs i mean the best looking kong (laughs) is baby kong and the other two just leave me with no sense of fascination at all i'm kind of perplexed by them did you enjoy the Kongs? Uh, you know, I actually think they're fine. Like, I, I actually disagree with you quite a bit about the special effects, though, overall. I think they mostly work. Uh, not about the scale. I, I'm with you on the scale. But 
I saw several moments of vehicle stunts and things being thrown. Like uh, there's this moment where a boulder is thrown by Kong and it crushes this car and it looks awesome. Like it looks really good. And they, there's a lot of effects like that that are great, but the Kong suits overall, like you're getting at, they, they do have a few more issues, especially compared to last week's, uh, mm-hmm. I guess not. Yeah. Yeah. Last week's film, but it's, you know, they're less emotive. The faces, I noticed the eyes are closer together. I, I'm trying to figure out if the faces, the eyes were animatronic or not. Even when I'm well, looking see, at I it, think, I don't think they were this. I time. think they're, I think they're more emotive. And I think that becomes an issue. Like, as, as we said a couple times, you know, like, it's kind of a rom-com between <laughs> the two Kongs. And I think that comes a lot from their facial expressions. Really? Yeah. Uh, but I think those facial expressions make them almost too realistic. Like, it, there's a point where you earn the sympathy of the audience, but then it's, like, taken a little bit too far. Yeah. And that's where I lose my sense of uh, awe. About them. See, I thought last week's was too emotive, and this one I was like, it's still too emotive, <laughs> but I'm kind of okay with it because it's so dumb. But yeah. I, I, honestly, I think the suits work fine, and you're right about there are scale issues at time. But you know, it's I'm kind of at a point where it's like, you know, whatever, man. Like, <laughs> I don't, I don't expect this film to be accurate after I hear romance music play when Kong sees She Kong for the first time. Once that happened, yeah. I was like, okay, <laughs> I don't know what mm-hmm. I'm watching anymore. My expectations are kind of gone. <laughs> I think I became a lot more forgiving about all the other aspects of the film after that happened. But yeah, you're. You're right, though. Like, there's that moment where Kong jumps into the river to escape uh, the mm-hmm. military, and it's like, first off, there's no river that deep, right? <laughs> like that that ravine gets huge when he decides to jump into it, and then yeah. the blow that puts him on the path to dying is just him. He keep, <laughs> he's in a river, <laughs> and he hits his head on a rock. <laughs> he's freaking King Kong, and a rock is what's going to take him out. It's just like <laughs> it's like slow motion too. At it that is, point. and there's like so much blood. <laughs> there's probably yeah. more blood from Kong hitting his head than all the bullets at the end. Um, yeah. Which, you know, it's just all so hilarious and stupid at the same time. Like, I enjoyed this film for what it isn't. <laughs> right. Yeah. Well, see, and, and I'm with you, and like I. I try not to take this film too seriously but then every moment when i decide not to take the film too seriously then it tries to slap me over the head with something serious and i'm like just not buying it anymore you know right um but as i said i'll get to some of positives here i do i do think the campy humor works for the most part um and i wish the film had just kind of leaned into that fully Mm. it had more of an absurd plot um i think would have like created an even campier film yeah, a little bit, yeah. but that would have helped with the tone. I like the teenager who has his car destroyed and then complains that his dad is going to kill him. Right. <laughs> he just sees King yeah. Kong. He's like, my dad's going to kill me. <laughs> you know, and I also like the moment where you've got the red me- rednecks and the good old country folks. Oh, right. Yeah. Yeah. They're caricatures, but that whole Canyon sequence reminded me of the Marvel Godzilla Western arc. 
um, which came out of nowhere in that comic, but ended up being pretty fun. And that's the same thing that happens here. It kind of comes out of nowhere. Uh, I like that moment uh, at the dance, <laughs> at the party, at the end, oh, yeah. between the two old men, you know, and they're like, you never know who's going to show up. You never know who's going to show up for one of these family reunions. <laughs> and you've got the two kongs in the background it's just ridiculous and you mentioned the heart transplant scene earlier Mm. and i I think it's an absurd idea (laughs) but but i would argue that it's good i like it it. i would argue that as absurd as that transplant scene is i mean we have a freaking claw machine carrying hearts uh-huh. exactly <laughs> the film doesn't take the storyline after that in an absurd enough direction that's how i was stating you know there's a point where the mechanical hearts travel towards the group of doctors and i really like this shot you have this group of doctors here and they're all holding their bloody palms up like penitents ready to receive their salvation <laughs> in the form of a giant ape heart Right. And it's a disturbing image and one that implies this twisted relationship with technology. And that relationship, I think, really could have been explored and expanded on even more because essentially, what are we getting with this heart? Mm. We're getting a new version oh. of Mechanicon. What could possibly oh. go wrong? If they took if they took the film in that sort of direction, uh, I think it could have been even more interesting. And I think it could have sold those campy moments even better. Yeah. It, it, it. <laughs> This film, it has a major tonal problem where it is the the film never makes it completely clear what it's supposed to be. Yeah. And yeah, Yeah. it it does lead to some whiplash. For sure. For sure. Well, hey, Alex, on uh, before we get into our awards here on MVM Plus today, uh, first of all, we're we're probably going to complain a little bit about uh, Godzilla versus Kong being pushed back a week. That's oh, that's yeah. obligatory. We're we're gonna have to. Yes. Uh, and then I, I mentioned a couple weeks ago. I, I've got a couple book recommendations for oh. you. I've thought about it. They're not. It's not my favorite books, but but I think I've tailored a couple, maybe to fit your style oh, okay. here. We'll see. Picture you books. May, you may dislike them too. Picture what? books. Picture books. <laughs> <laughs> maybe. But uh, and then anything else we're gonna talk about on MVM Plus today? Um. Yeah, I've re- I, I've rejoined the Tokusatsu uh, viewing people of the world, so I'm back. Oh, Ultraman and back. Kamen Rider. Ultraman, yeah. yeah, it's been a while. Nice, 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 nice. All right, we'll talk about all that on MVM Plus after the show. You can join us over there. Become a Bargain Basement Club member at Patreon.com/slash/MVMPod. But Alex, you know what time it is now, don't mm-hmm. you? It's time for the. Gwendar. Gwendar, dar, 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 dar. All right, Gwen, are you ready for the Gwendar? Yeah. All right. So I'm going to show you a scene from a movie called King Kong Lives. Uh, yeah, King Kong Lives. I'm going to move the microphone over here so you can see everything. That's glory. All right, you ready? That's King Kong. That's She Kong. We'll call her. And then she just had this little thing. What is that? What's it doing? She's big. Yeah, they're big. Is it a baby? Yeah. Is it a baby Kong? Yeah, but this is a baby Kong. What do you think about him? Good. Good. That's it? That's all you have to say about him? <gasps> hey. Hi, little Batilla. What'd you call him? Hi. 
Go ahead and quick grab on the microphone. I know it's enticing. The power. Do you like the little baby Kong? You, you don't have the enthusiasm I expected. Oh, what would you name the baby Kong? Tinker. What? Tinker. Tinker? That's a good name. Gwen, you've got a talent for this type of thing. Tony Ford. Thank you for the talent for this time today. What? You said what? Okay. Okay. Oh, she started copying me, everybody, today. So, here we go. Hey, what's happening? He's holding him. Is that Gigi's friend? Yeah. Is that Gigi B? Yep, he's a baby. Look how small he is. Oh. Mm-hmm. All right. What do you think about... Wh- which one's your favorite? King Kong? She Kong? Or Baby Kong? Or what'd you call him? What was his name? She Kong. Tinker. Or is Tinker your favorite? Um, Tinker is my favorite. Okay. All right. That was a scatterbrained Gwendar. Can you say that's the Gwendar? Without touching the microphone? Can you say it? That's the Good job. I'm another one. Another one? Yep. Yeah. I, I debated on showing her Kong die at the end there, but I'm, I'm glad I didn't. Mm. Probably not a good, probably a good choice. Yeah, probably probably a good choice uh, to hold off on that until maybe until she's five, Alex. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, but after that, it's probably a fair game, I'll say. Theo's seen some stuff at this point. Mm, so. Yeah. <laughs> There's no fixing him anymore. <laughs> no, he's he's gone. He's gone. So I'll just show him whatever. <laughs> All right, Alex. Let's get into these awards. Uh, coolest character award. Uh, yeah. You have? The coolest character is the redneck who said, Vance, I think I got to go to church. <laughs> it's, it's probably, this was a Kong is like getting ready to just tear them all a new one. He's probably yeah. the smartest human character in this entire film. <laughs> yeah, probably in the entire film. He knew, yeah. he knew he had gotten in over his head and just said, he just washed his hands of it. Yeah. No, I, I'm with you there. For me, my coolest character doesn't come in the form of any human. Mm. It comes in the form of Baby Kong. Oh, adorable. Yeah. I mean, Baby Kong is just cute. Yeah. <laughs> it's my favorite of the Kongs. Um, so I've got to go with coolest character. Though I feel bad for Baby Kong because unless something weird happens, Baby Kong is the last of his species. Yeah, unless something weird happens. Well, you know, <laughs> I was thinking that too. Um, it will be, I'll be interested to see in the sequel to this whether or not they find any more Kongs. Wait, there's a sequel to this? No. Oh my gosh! <laughs> you mean the one that they're gonna make, or the one that we're gonna write? That's like right. We That's we're gonna write one, yeah. and right. and we're bringing King Kong back again, again. You see, he didn't die. <laughs> He's just in a coma well, for another thirty-five years. <laughs> th- this time, they have to make a replica of his brain because they mastered the heart. So now they got to make. And now we're, we're definitely yeah. yeah. And now we're definitely gonna go full in on the mechanical. Yeah, thing yeah. But it's gonna that. it's gonna be a question of is it still a human or is it mechanical? Well, I'll, I'll give you a clue, Alex. It's not a human. Oh yeah, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> Spoiler. Or, or maybe it is a human now. Uh, all right next one alex yeah uh (laughs) oh yeah no what's well uh yeah most memorable line award so my (laughs) 
<laughs> Mine came from uh, the general or the colonel, Colonel Nevitt, yeah. right? And it is, they're going to need a doctor when they get a whiff of this gas. <laughs> I'm telling you, man. He had the best lines in the entire movie because I've got a memorable line from him as well. All right, what'd you get? Well, we should sit, have no problem identifying the enemy. They're approximately 50 foot tall and wearing their birthday suits. <laughs> there's some pretty good lines in this one actually absolutely absurd but yeah there were like i, I wrote down several lines i'm just like oh my gosh this is absurd oh my god <laughs> what about your can't believe that acting award uh mine's gonna go to the cop that sees kong wake up in the in the middle of the night or he's, uh, he's by himself with Kong, and he keeps shouting to his radio, Chief, Chief! And at one point, he shouts into the receiver backwards, because he's so scared, and he has to turn it around. Uh, he, just, he just did a good job illustrating his fear. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, honestly, yeah, that's a great choice. Great choice, Alex. Um, my choice doesn't come from a human again. It comes from the scene that you've already mentioned. The love scene. Ooh. Well, the falling in love scene. I was going to say, we didn't get to see the uh, love scene, unfortunately. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, the falling in love scene between Kong and Lady Kong. Mm. You got that close. You get the music playing in the background. It's beautiful. You get those, you get those zoom-ins of the eyes, <laughs> and you just know there's a spark. There's just a spark there immediately. And really, it's those realistic animal eyes yeah. that really sell it for me and so i i'm here for it i'm here for this kong romance oh yeah uh i would i was here for it <laughs> i was present unfortunately uh, what about your uh standout effect award mine is when we when we see kong rip one of the rednecks in half oh yeah um, it is that's just brutal and it reminds me of the brutality we saw in 1933 King Kong, um, you know, which just had some brutal moments, which speaking of right after that, of course, we get him eating a human and then picking his teeth. Oh, yes. <laughs> it, it, the very long scene of him picking his teeth, too. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like 60 seconds. Just, it was just like the whole thing was just so. <laughs> it should have been about 30 seconds longer just to really sell the absurdity of it. Yeah. You know? He should have like, like he just spit out. Digging. He should have spit He's, out an entire skeleton. He picks, <laughs> he picks up like um, uh, some like sharp, you know, pointy rock and just starts picking. Yeah. Yeah. Picking his teeth. <laughs> Yeah. What about you, man? Stand out effect? Uh, yeah, mine was the uh, monkey meets monkey destruction scene. And I know mm. monkeys are not the same as apes, Henry. Um, but the, the, when they meet each other and then they destroy the inside of that warehouse or that hangar, it's, it's a lot of completely unnecessary destruction that oh, yeah. they cause almost none of. <laughs> Yeah, it's almost yeah. all people just driving into things and blowing well, it's, up. It's Mitchell again, just doing stupid well, stuff. He does do stupid stuff. I mean, he tries to save them from shooting Kong uh, when he drives the car into him. But then we get, I think we have a, do we have a fire truck get flipped? I know we get a car that's just driving and it just hits some dirt and it flips. Yeah. I mean, everything's getting destroyed in there. And then the two cars hardly do anything. It's awesome. I know. 
That's what I'm saying. They hardly do any wrong in this movie, really. Yeah. Seriously. Yeah. <laughs> what about your, oh, that's a good shot award? Uh, you know, I have to go back in on it. That The Kong falling in love scene where it does that zoom mm. in on his face, that, that music. It really did leave me. a lasting impression. It really I'll did. Ne- I'll never forget it. <laughs> I mean, oh, man. I think if, if my memory serves me correctly, it was a full moon that night. It uh, it seems like and, it's a full moon moon every time they look up. Like yeah, well, it never established every why they are movie. both so obsessed with the moon. They just both look up at it at any time. They're like, <gasps> well, every night in this movie was a full moon. I know. You know, and I mean that makes sense. It makes sense. <laughs> My uh, <laughs> oh, that's a good shot. Award comes from uh, whenever Mitchell starts. You know piloting a plane oh jeez! <laughs> which i'm like what, what? <laughs> but he starts piloting a plane and then they had that overhead shot of kong um that was like two seconds long and it looked really cool and then it was gone i was like why didn't she use a shot more it looked awesome right it had him like wandering and smashing things yeah. for like two seconds and then it never came back to it. i was like this is a perfect opportunity to do something interesting with the camera and they never came back to it. Mm. So I, I like those two seconds that we got. I just wish we had more of it. Right. Mm. Oh, man. Yeah. All right, Alex. It's time for our rating and our ranking. And why don't you go first this week? Okay. So this is definitely a mixed bag for me. Like, I laugh. I, I laughed a bunch during this film. Like, But one of the issues was, was it meant to be a comedy? I think so, at times, at least, but that's the problem. I don't know. But the film doesn't, I mean, the film doesn't have very compelling characters. It certainly doesn't have much to say. However, again, that doesn't mean I didn't have a good time. I was yelling, what? (laughs) On numerous occasions at the TV, usually in disbelief over a narrative choice. But when I was doing so, I was also cackling to myself about how ridiculous it was. Hmm. So it made a really fun viewing for me. If the movie had been tighter uh, and just knocked out some of these boring parts, like this movie wastes a lot of time. It really would have knocked it up a notch for me in my ratings, uh, just because of sheer enjoyment. But because it does get a little boring, I'm going to give this one a five. Uh, or sorry, a three out of five. <laughs> five out of five. I want to give it. Wow. A, I want to give it. I, part of me wants to give it a, a. Oh my god. Part of me wants to give it a three. Oh my god, Eric. What did I just say? All right. You're, it's a five. It's you're you're rating out of five <laughs> like we've done for the last seventy three weeks, Alex. <laughs> No, I was trying to remember what I scored it. All right, I'm going to give this a 2.5. Uh, part of me wants to give it a 3, but I just, it gets too boring. It, it gets too boring at spots, even though I just had so much fun watching this stupid disaster of a film. Just give it a 5 out of 5, then. No, 2.5. Like you originally were going no, to. No, 2.5. So. Okay, all right. <laughs> <laughs> so... Yeah, I mean, for me, while we do have some standout moments, especially in its more campy, satirical heights, King Kong Lives doesn't know how to manage its tone. From unrealistic jungle romances to southern line dance military invasions, (laughs) this doesn't work as well as its predecessor, which I wasn't particularly high on to begin with. 
I don't think the acting is as poor as its script, but the special effects feel less special than even earlier Toho films with the same techniques. Now, we do have some thematic ideas that are quickly scrapped in favor of a plot that manages to feel all over the place but provide so little intrigue. (laughs) So for me, this is probably a two out of five, ranking it at the bottom of my King Kong list, Alex. It's at the bottom of mine, too. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Son of Kong was Son of Kong was there, but this one definitely. Oh, see, uh, you I guess you and me worse. differed on Son of Kong, that's right. I really like Son of Kong. Yeah. Mm. Yep. All right, Alex. Next week, hopefully we have something special in store <laughs> because we are going animated oh. um, with The Mighty Kong. Yeah. I think it's 1999, The Mighty Kong. Um you have a uh, a rhyme prepared for this week. Uh, I do. The Mighty Kong, the next Mighty Kong is, or, oh my God. The next movie is the Mighty, oh my God. <laughs> I'm trying to remember what it was. You're ranking it, you're ranking, you're rating it out of five, Alex. <laughs> out of- <laughs> All right. Mighty Kong is animated. Is it to be celebrated or is it hated? I, could, I can't remember. We did these last week and I can't remember what I said. <laughs> yeah, we accidentally did these last week and now you can't remember it. I, we had some of the same words, that's for sure. Mine is, when the, the Mighty Kong goes animated, will we be elated or will the story be conflated? Oh, that's what it was. Yeah, yeah. one of those. Something like that. Whatever. <laughs> Mine was awesome. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, as always, you can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at MVM underscore pod. On Letterboxd, we're Alex Cornett and Eric Neely. You can email us, mvmpod at gmail.com. Or leave us feedback at mvmpod.com. Support us on Patreon at patreon.com slash mvmpod and receive weekly bonus off-the-cuff episodes. If you feel so led, leave us a review on iTunes. Those reviews really help. Monsters vs. Men is produced by Alex Cornett. Executive producers are Faye Basir and Michael Herndon. Special thanks to our wives, Rock Band for PlayStation 3, Senior Honda, Drew the Collector, our Instagram connector, and you, the listener, for listening. Until next week. Try to, Try to, to stay, stay alive. alive. Eric, would you have given this a higher rating if you had gotten to see the Kong sex scene? <laughs> Five out of five. <laughs> five out of five. <laughs>